Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for May 27. My name is John Mason. It's great to have you with us. As we begin, here's what we'll be doing. Following some words from Psalm 96, I will introduce some prayers. Prayers will also be led by Catherine Jacob. Prayers are from an Australian prayer book, 1978. Andrew Pearson will bring us a Bible reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Andrew is the Dean, Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, and Catherine is a member of the ministry team there. Music is also from the Cathedral Church under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardu and Zachary Hicks. I will then lead in the Bible reflection for this week. Let me now read from Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Tell of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvellous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods. As we turn to prayer, will you join me in praying the prayer that our Lord Jesus Christ taught us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. A prayer for Whit Sunday, also called Pentecost. Almighty God, who taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit, so enable us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things and always to rejoice in his holy comfort. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A prayer for all in authority. Almighty God, the fountain of all goodness, we humbly pray you to bless all who hold positions of authority and public office in every land so that all things, especially in these uncertain times, may be ordered in wisdom, righteousness, and peace to the honor of your holy name and the good of your church and people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us now pray for everyone in need. Almighty Father, in these uncertain times, we thank you for those who are at the front line caring for people who are suffering from COVID-19. Thank you that we can come to you with our concerns and anxieties, knowing that you're a God of compassion, who hears us, and who knows our deepest needs. We commend to your fatherly care all those who in this passing world are in any kind of trouble, sorrow, anxiety, or need. And especially we pray for family, friends, and those who are known to us. 
particularly we pray for those who are grieving the loss of loved ones at this time. We'll also pray that a vaccine and a cure will soon be developed for COVID-19. Lord, we'll also pray for the many who have lost their job at this time. May there soon be an economic recovery that provides opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental or emotional danger. Lord, give everyone in need patience and confidence in your goodness and in your mercy provide for their every need. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A prayer for God's good news. Lord Christ, eternal word and light of the Father's glory, send your light and your truth so that we may both know and proclaim your word of life to the glory of God the Father. For you now live and reign, God, for all eternity. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. A reading of selections from chapter 2, the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. And Peter, standing with the eleven, said, You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man, handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants upon his throne. For seeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you both see and hear. Therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, 
and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In this uncertain world, is there anything that can shake us out of our fears and anxieties and inject freedom and joy into our hearts? Let me respond by identifying three questions that emerge from the reading of the Acts chapter 2. First, what happened? When the day of Pentecost came, the eleven disciples were all together. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. It was the fulfilment of Jesus' promise to his disciples. And as we read on, we learn, now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and everyone was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. The cynics in the crowd mocked and said it was because the disciples were drunk. But Peter was not to be silenced. The bars aren't open yet, he said. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, It was the ultimate author of speech who was now reversing Babel so that everyone could understand. So second, what did it mean? Dr. Luke goes on to record Peter's speech in Jerusalem that day. You that are Israelites, Peter said, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. Here was Peter who had so vehemently denied that he even knew Jesus, now in the face of potential arrest and death, speaking out in public about Jesus. It was God's Spirit at work. And notice Peter's focus was not on rules and ritual, but rather on Jesus. He drew attention to Jesus' divinely empowered works when he had healed the sick, overcome the forces of evil, stilled a storm, and raised the dead to life. When people today question the idea of Jesus' miracles, we need to remember that Josephus, the Jewish historian, speaks of Jesus as a miracle worker. Therefore let all Israel be assured of this, Peter concluded. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Peter's speech was a logically developed, careful progression of ideas, moving to the climax of the Jesus story, his crucifixion and resurrection. The Roman and Jewish authorities had judged Jesus guilty and nailed him to a cross. However, God from his supreme court overturned that judgment and raised Jesus from the dead. What does all this matter, we might ask? Peter's hearers were cut to the heart. Brothers, what should we do, they asked. Their eyes had been closed, but now suddenly they really understood who Jesus was. They were utterly ashamed totally devastated. Previously they had mocked the dying Jesus. Now they saw the truth. Peter's response is one that we all need to hear. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven. 
He didn't tell his hearers that they should now turn over a new leaf and start living more moral lives. Rather, he focused on their relationship with Jesus. Repent. Come to your senses about Jesus, he was saying. Turn to Jesus Christ as your Lord and ask for his forgiveness for not honouring him. Because Christ died in your place, God holds out his full and free forgiveness. That day 3,000 responded to Peter's call to repent and be baptised. Significantly, Peter went on to say, And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. From now on, God's Spirit would come into the lives of all his people. What God did that day, and what he's been doing ever since, really matters. For the events that day and ever since tell us that it is God's delight to draw men and women from all over the world, from every walk of life, people like you and me, into a personal, living, trusting and loving relationship with himself. Because God is the majestic, all-powerful Lord over all things, his love awakens within us a deep joy and a true delight in him, come what may. Over this last week, various news outlets have reported an observation of historian and biographer Robert Lacey about the Queen. He comments, She feels the poignancy of the times, but that does not turn into depression or defeat. She sees it in the bigger context of her religious faith and of a God who holds her and her family in his hands. It is the solid and simple faith that sustains her. Sadly, many today who profess to know Jesus Christ have accepted the secular world's verdict that God's people have nothing of importance to live for or delight in. Fill our lives, Lord, with your Spirit. We need to pray, so that we may delight in you and experience the deep joy of knowing you. And now may God stir up within you the gift of the Spirit, so that you may confess Jesus Christ as Lord and proclaim the joy of the everlasting gospel wherever you may be. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.